Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. I wanted to kind of explain something, but also have a topic around it. And as you all know, on this radio station, me personally, I am governed uh, by a regulator. And that regulator, of course, is the regulator that first gave Ireland's classic hits radio its licence. That regulator was called the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, or the BAI. Bye-bye, BAI, BAI, bye-bye. They're gone. The BAI are officially gone. And they've been replaced by an organisation called Commission Them On. Now, I know that most of you listening are not media people, but this is still worth listening to and talking about. Up until recently, radio was regulated by a body in Ireland called the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. And they were the people who checked that we were playing ads and not saying crazy stuff. And they would be the ones that you would complain to, for example, if you didn't like what you heard. Um, And just as a matter of interest, people might not believe this. I've been on the radio 30 years. I've had over 1,780 complaints. (laughs) Right. The Broadcasting Authority of Ireland's job is to make sure and find out if that complaint is valid. Do you know how many of the 1,780 complaints I've had upheld against me? Not one. Not one single complaint has been upheld. In other words, people sometimes don't like what they hear, but unfortunately you have to hear it. In other words, there's an expectation of the show that people will say things sometimes that you may not agree with, but their people will come on and challenge that view. Or I might say something and somebody else, a caller, will come on and challenge that view. So once those views are challenged on a regular basis, or indeed there's an audience expectation of the show that when you tune in, that's the type of radio you hear, well, the Broadcasting Authority would stand by the show and say, well, there's an audience expectation on that type of show. This is not Pat Kenny. This is not Joe Duffy. This is Niall Boylan. He's a little bit different. That's what he does. You know, he throws out a viewpoint. You come on and you can challenge that viewpoint. Anyway, leaving all that aside, we now, as I said, have Commissioner on. And it's the new media regulator of Ireland. And the scope of Commissioner Mon is to be much broader than the BAI because, of course, times have changed, technology's evolved, media has evolved, and it has recently named 10 platforms as video-sharing platform services, which have, which have to follow the upcoming online content regulation. So, in other words, they're not only going to regulate radio now, they're going to regulate, regulate everything. The platforms are Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Indemi, TikTok, LinkedIn, formerly X, formerly Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr and Reddit. Does anyone actually go on Pinterest? Anyway, or Tumblr for that matter. Anyway, these 10 platforms will have to follow rules under Ireland's online safety code, just like radio did for the last God knows how many years. They're currently finalising this. The code includes ranges of measures to aim to keep people, particularly children, safe online. And nobody would disagree with that because children have to be kept safe. That's why shows like this are on after nine o'clock at night. Now, there's no rule in radio that says we have to have this on at nine o'clock at night because unlike television, radio doesn't actually have a watershed. We have what they call family time, which is between seven and ten in the morning because children might be listening in the car going to school. But we don't, like if somebody uses bad language on Irish radio, it's very different radio anywhere else in the world. If they use bad language on Irish radio, as long as it constitutes as, you know, something that isn't gratuitous, um, the broadcasting authority will stand over it within reason if it's challenged. But anyway, as I said, they will have to follow the new rules. Um, Number one, the measures in the draft code include implementing robust age verification technology to make sure that children are not exposed to inappropriate content. And we spoke about this last week when we talked about producing your passport, for example, to go on to Pornhub, which nobody thinks is a bad idea. 
But then again, on the other day on the podcast, I talked about producing your verification or age verification to go onto Twitter or Facebook and see people seem to have an issue with that. They want to be, remain anonymous. And I can understand both arguments for that because that would stop whistleblowers, for example, who want to remain anonymous. Two, the code also pushes for tools to be given to parents to ensure they can protect their children from harmful content. Sounds good too, doesn't it? That means, in other words, you equip parents with tools and apps to make sure they can monitor their children's content. Under this, under rules of this co- code, video sharing platforms will have to prevent the uploading or sharing of various forms of illegal content, such as posts that incite hatred or violence. Sounds difficult to manage, doesn't it, really, to be honest with you? The selected platforms will also have to provide media literacy tools to help people recognise disinformation and misinformation. Now, here's where we get to tonight's topic. What is disinformation? And I spoke for about an hour today with Ben Scallon from Grip Media about the, the word disinformation, which was originally used in Russia, by the way. Disinformation was used in Russia. I think by the Stasi or something like that. And it was used by lies um, which were used against the gov- or by the government at the time um, to produce propaganda. Um, now it seems the public are being accused of disinformation. Now, we hear... <laughs> if you look up the definition, the dictionary definition of disinformation, it essentially means something that's untrue and meant to mislead somebody. That's essentially a lie. So if I said to you, the government want to bring in regulations so you're not allowed to tell lies anymore, you'd kind of go, oh, that's a bit silly now, isn't it? Considering the government, politicians, are renowned worldwide for lying. That's what they do. They promise you miracles during um, elections, etc., etc., and they lie on a regular basis. Regularly they lie to people or mislead people. So they're probably the guiltiest when it comes to disinformation. So who decides what disinformation is? There's three people in a room somewhere and go, hmm, there's a post on Twitter, or there's a post on Facebook, there's a post on, or somebody said something on radio, whatever it is, and we kind of don't agree with that. That's probably not true. And I'll give you, I'll give you one example. I'm going to mention COVID-19. During COVID-19, some people said there was no excess deaths. But yet the CMO of Ireland said there was. And anybody who said there wasn't would have been accused of disinformation. We now know by the OECD, official figures show that Ireland had no excess deaths during COVID-19. So it turned out to be true. People were castigated, fact-checked, all sorts of things for putting out disinformation or misinformation. When in fact it wasn't because it was one person's opinion of what was misinformation. Currently, climate change is on the agenda. Some people agree with it, some people don't agree with the policies. But who's to know what's real? It's all based on hypotheses by scientists. Some scientists disagree, sometimes scientists don't. So what would who do you accuse of disinformation? It's a very difficult thing to choose who decides what is disinformation. Because what is disinformation now may be the truth in six months' time. Now, the public consultation on this code is open for responses until the 19th of January 2024. The draft code and the consultation document can be found on the CNMA or CNAM website, uh, Commission on website. So if you want to have your say, there's still time. You can, you can decide. You can write into them and tell them what you would like to hear on the radio, what would you like to hear on social media or see on social media. Now, I suppose why I bring this up is I want to know, do you think this is possible? Can the Irish government, can this new regulator really regulate the tech companies and do you trust them to do it? Because platforms who breach the, the code will have fines of up to 20 million. But who do you trust more? Do you trust the platforms? In other words, the people? Or do you trust the government more? And that's the call, isn't it? Because we're saying that the government are going to regulate 
the platforms. Yet some people will say, well, hold on for a second. The platforms are the ones that catch corruption in government sometimes. And we've seen that of recent times. For example, Golfgate would be a classic example. If it wasn't for social media platforms, we probably wouldn't have found out that there was a load of people playing golf, or not playing golf, at a golf outing during a lockdown. And they turned out to be politicians, many of them. Other scandals of politicians owning properties that they hadn't registered um, within the DAW. I mean, again, that was something that was outed on social media. So who do you trust more? Politicians or the platforms? The platforms, again, I say to you, are the people. So if you had a choice of one of these entities to regulate what you see, what you hear, what you watch on TV, what you choose to do, who you believe, would it be the government or would it be big tech? The big tech, of course, comprises of probably five companies. The main ones being Meta and Twitter. So Meta obviously owning Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, um, and then you've got TikTok, and then you've got Twitter. They're the main ones, aren't they? So who would you trust more? The information that you get from those companies, which is essentially other people, or the information you get from the government, who tell you that we're going to regulate them so they can't give you the information we don't want you to get. And that's essentially what they're saying, because we don't believe it's correct. It's a tough call, isn't it? Because we can see the pros and the cons in both. And we know how dangerous social media can be. We also know how dangerous government can be too because governments can be corrupt. And we've seen that in the past in this country on many occasions, examples of it. I'll just say the name Charlie Hawley and we'll all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the point is, who do you trust more with your information? Do you trust the government or tech companies? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Do you trust the government? Or do you trust the tech companies more with your information? It's a tough question. I understand that. 087-188-0008. Let me go to Jason. Jason, hi. How are you? Good evening, Noel. I hope I explained that well and reasonably impartially. Uh, right, Noel, a couple of things. You're not a normal bloke. I'm not a normal bloke. No, no, no. Probably not. No. I don't know how to, I don't know how to give you a cassette record and never mind the microphone. Um... <laughs> Noel, can I take you back, please? And just bear with me for a minute. It will all lead to what you're talking about. Your second news story, Ian? Yep. At the nine o'clock, them poor unfortunate souls that came in the back of a container, yeah? Yeah, oh gosh, yeah, that was awful. awful. Could have been killed, right? Yeah, just, just 30, bear with me for 30, hour, 30 right. years in the back of the truck. You, yeah. know, you, know what, you know what I do for a living. You're yeah? a truck driver, yeah. Uh, I, I'm based not too far from you now, waiting on the next boat to come in, yeah? Do you know what my biggest fear is? What's your biggest fear? Open that second door. And people will be inside it. Alive or dead. I know. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. saw what happened, you know, in, we saw what happened know, in England so, there so, about four years ago where there was yeah, 60 people. Yeah, come here, listen, yeah. listen, listen. Don't, don't go there. That, listen, that's, I can tell you off air about that. That's well known in this industry. Um, you know, I'm not allowed to touch the back of my doors while she's still on port. Right. I have to wait like it out of the port. And then I'm done. Me. Mm. I have to explain my daughter. I'm one person in a truck, yeah? Yeah. 14, 15 blokes could jump out with that second trailer. What am I going to do? Yeah. And well, the newest thing is, Noel, Noel, sorry, Noel, they're that high-tech now, yeah? They know the trailers to hit because we have carbon monoxide um, scanners now with heat sensors, yeah? They're going for fridges, which is the most dangerous of second course. trailer. They're airtight. But what they're doing is they're cutting in through the roof, yeah? And they're loading them in through a second, in through the roof. 
into it. So the driver has no idea. Yeah? Mm. Why did we not? And I, I don't take me up wrong on this, please, people out there, okay? We brought them from Ross Lair to City West. Why did we not just check them in Ross Lair, put them on the boat and send them straight back to Belgium and send a message? Because under the Dublin Convention, Noel, are we not allowed to send them back uh-huh. if you come in that way? Now, can I, no, sorry, I, well, well, I, no, no, I just need to say something in relation to the Dublin Convention. Okay, well, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait, Jason. No, hang on. Leo Varadkar has already said yes, that's, a right, that's a myth. That's disinformation. But did he not say that that was, did we not sign up for that in the Dublin Convention? Well, of course. people that we did not elect. According to RTE, recently the Dublin Convention has been updated and upgraded many times. Uh, it is actually going to be completely changed to the EU pact very soon on migration. But it has been updated many times. But they said the core criteria remain the same regarding entry point. So I don't know, and I understand now there are many journalists who are now looking into the legalities of what Leo Varadkar has said and what, versus what other ministers are saying. So Leo Varadkar is insisting that is not true and that is nothing but a myth. Although the problem for Leo is now... There's now a recording of Leo saying exactly the same thing only four or five years ago in 2019. So, but but uh, wait, leave, leaving that aside, leaving the Dublin Convention aside, I get what you're saying. So what what we what we're going to deal with is basing it on this topic we're talking about tonight, right? And disinformation. I give it to the Russians, Niall. <laughs> I give me information to the Russians or the Chinese or the Iranians quicker than I'd give it to the EU tech companies in this second Western modern society that we've, none of us are signed up for, by the way. Okay, this all seems to come from G20 or G8. You know when all these, or you, you know when the, all the rich men all get together and they feck off of that mountain up Davis, in the middle of nowhere Davis, and nobody can, is that what they are? nobody can get near of and they come up with these fecking great ideas. Yeah? That people like me, you, and every one of your listeners has to suffer with. Regardless okay, okay, but okay, okay, hang on, Jason. Just let me be fair for a second and be impartial because that's my job, right? So, okay, you're having a go with the government and you say you'd rather give the information to big tech. But No, all... not big tech. No, no, that's what I just said. I would not give it to big tech. I'd rather give it to the Russians. They're, they're already <laughs> hacking everything that we have. The governments of this world are trying to convince us all to go online and do everything online and put all our money in the banks. No cash, no banks. You can't even walk into a branch now. They don't exist. It's all online. But is that But is that not just... I mean, I, I don't use cash anymore. Is that not just progression? Noel, but Noel. No, no, no hang, no. hang on, Jason. With the greatest respect... I understand how difficult a cashless society can be, particularly for older people who are used to using cash, right? But we did go at one point from using, you know, little bits of metal, I suppose, back in the 1800s, into using notes. We went from bartering to using, you know, money or financial, you know, reward at one point in history as well. So what I'm saying is, is that not just progression of time? Now, getting back to disinformation and not trusting the Irish government, you know, when we look at social media companies, for example, where a lot of us get our information from Twitter, Facebook, wherever it happens to be, you know, there are a lot of head cases there as well, you know, who have information which is completely untrue. Niall, Niall, you can lose your whole savings tonight now in 30 seconds. Absolutely. Yeah? Yep. Right, you said about barter and the bits of gold and this, that. At least it was a physical presence. You could actually physically go and take something back. Online, what can you take back? They will tell you they cannot find it. Oh, it's out in the big World Wide Web. You misplaced on your taxes. They will get that money off you somehow. But they don't know that my money has left my account, went to this account somewhere in Somalia or one of these mad fucking countries out there and then gets it disappeared. And I know, but J- Jason, you're giving me the bad stuff. I can give you a million reasons why online, you know, financially online is a good thing. It has made our lives 
so much more convenient. Cash conven- won't be robbed. No, no, hang on, wait. It has made our lives so much more convenient. Cash. But no, if there's no cash, there'll be no people going out there robbing. Okay, I understand that. There'll be nobody jumping the counter now and putting the fear of God in a young lady no, or a young no, no, man. No, 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 you're missing the point I'm making. I don't see anything wrong with having some cash. They say at the moment the, the, the black uh, economy in Ireland is worth somewhere between two and four billion, right? And that that's the, you know, the guy coming to fix your washing machine for 40 quid or whatever. Right, So and he's not giving you an invoice, of course. You're just giving him 40 quid no, cash. No, that's you giving your child, that's your, you giving your child birthday money they want to know about now. Yeah. That's you giving your you, that's you giving your next door neighbour three down babysitting money. That's you giving the fella two doors down who's fourteen who wants to buy a new fit pair of football boot. Oh, I know I'm going back old school, say right. Who wants to buy something for his new game? Yeah, daddy says right, son. You go and earn half the money, and I'll give you half the money. They want to know now because they want their cut out of that. If I give twenty quid to a shopkeeper, yeah, that shopkeeper gets that twenty quid. Yeah, if I shop online. Who gets that 20 quid? No, and I, and I agree with you. If we are going down this route where people are revoluting money to each, to each other rather than handing each other 20 quid, be it the guy that cuts your grass during the summer and you give him 15 quid for cutting your grass, there should be a system in place where you don't have to record amounts under a certain amount. Um, the revenue should not be coming down heavy on people who are ca- what they call casual earners. Yeah, because that hey, black, that black economy is extremely important. No, do you think the government is going to agree with you? No, they won't agree with me, of course. No, of course they won't, because they want every cent they can get. But but, but Jason, Jason, I'm I'm a pains to try and explain to you that we had a system in place in Ireland going back 40 years ago where large companies were making a fortune and paying very little tax. They were hiding money. It was cash. They were putting it into envelopes, hiding it under mattresses for the rainy days or whatever it was. Nowadays, most of the money that companies are making, legitimate companies, all goes through the books, which means the revenue get their cut of that money, be it in corporation tax or be it in PRSI or P- employers PRSI or PAYE or whatever it happens to be. With, and that's money that goes into the state, which pays for education and healthcare. And we have a lot more money now than we ever had before because people are actually paying their taxes. Niall, are you reading from a script? No, I'm just saying. Are you for real? I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying that system is much more efficient now. Can I talk? Can I talk? Yeah. Can I talk? Yeah. You are literally, back then, yeah, people done it, but everybody had money and everybody was hiding money. Now do you want, big tech are hiding more money than we'll ever know about. Apple, 13 billion. Nobody wants it. Why? Dirty money. Me and you will pay all our taxes because we're the little people. But these 1% of the world that actually own it, BlackRock is one of the biggest companies in the world, you know that? Know. They own it all. They control the taxes that this 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 world actually now pays. Our country clapped their hands because we got a tax deal today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're robbing us. The little people like me and you, Noel. Noel, I know about your thing. You know how hard it is in this country to make a penny if you want to be legit and totally honest. You won't make it. I'm sorry, but you won't. The reason you're in the position you're in and I'm in the, sorry, the position I'm in, do you want to know what that is, Noel? You tell We're me. honest. We're honest. We are too honest. And that's the problem. We will declare everything we make to them, right? And now they're controlling the information we get. Let's go straight back to the point that we're on today. They are now controlling. They have set up their own team. Another quango, by the way. We love quangos in this country, don't we? And now they are controlling all the information we receive. And to the point now, oh, yeah, oh, 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 we need your ID because we're protecting the children. From porn, that's so bad. Remember what they said about the nursing homes and COVID? 
Yeah, and, and I get. And, really and by the way, by, by the way, no, hold on a second. I do get what you're saying, and, and as much as I agreed last week with, I don't disagree with the idea of having to prove your identification if you're a child going on to look at pornography. I do. That's up to the parents. Well, okay, absolutely. I, and you're right. It is up to the parents. You are right. The parents are failing in their duty to do that. Make sure they didn't. Like my parents made sure I didn't have any dirty magazines in the room. So what I'm saying to you is, it, it is up to the parents. But I don't agree with having to provide your identification, say, for example, there are a million reasons, you know, to go on social media, because I think that then will prevent people who are whistleblowers coming forward, who have anonymity. Um, I think that will prevent that from happening. Um, I do believe people have to be responsible for what they say, uh, you know, particularly if you defame somebody. Doyle, there should, sorry, Doyle, there should be no anonymity. Added, you know that word. Yeah. That don't say. There, there should be none of that. There should, if you have something to say, you should be able to say it. Whistleblowers, there has to be a way to protect them, yeah? Mm. But the government are always going to say, oh, yes, let's okay. protect the whistleblowers until it goes against them. Okay, so so getting back to the original question, as far as the question I've asked tonight is, so the, the choice is between, you know, the state controlling information or you've got five tech companies who own the social media controlling the information. Who do you trust more? Well, you have a choice to stay off social media, don't you? Well, you do. You don't have you don't have a choice to interact with the government anymore. You want to do anything now. You want to pay an ESB bill. You want to pay. You want to get social welfare. You want to do anything. You have to go through the government policy, which is we want all your information online. And that's what the PPS card was started off with. Okay, we'll stay there for a second, Jason. Let me go to Kevin. Kevin, hi, how are you? Hey, Noel. How are you doing, Kevin? Kevin, good, good, it's good. a little bit complicated, I understand, and it all yeah. revolves around the word the word disinformation or, or misinformation or lies, if you want to call it. It's just the easy way to explain it, it's lies. Mm. So the government have set up a new organisation who would be responsible for radio and television, but also responsible for making sure people are not putting lies online or, mis- or information that could be dangerous, I suppose, to some degree. Um, but do you trust the government to do that or do you trust <laughs> the big tech companies to regulate themselves? Well, see, here's the thing. Do the government trust the company to do it? See, therein lies the problem. The governments have no control about how they operate. They employ them to do it. But, yeah, if, look, if the government has a secret and it gets leaked, the government will apologise. And the same with a tech company. And the thing is, with tech companies... Like, you Sorry. Know, no, hang on, hang on Jason. No, hang no, on. Noel, Horizon in England with the, with the post I, I And by the way, for anybody who hasn't watched it already, Mr. Bates versus the post office, it's an, an amazing drama and a real eye-opener. And, and you are, Jason, for anybody who hasn't seen people haven't seen it, Jason, they don't understand what you're talking about. Horizon was the software that the post offices were using and people were accused of stealing money who didn't steal money. It's a very complicated story, but a brilliant story. Sorry, Kevin, just continue what you're saying. Sorry. And, yeah. No, no, and the same company got billions of contracts recently from Rishi. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he like they're, they're out the door in the next election. Anyway, but going back to the point, like, it's, it's, it's a catch-22. Do you want to be ignorant and be told a few, few small lies by the government, or do you want to be flooded with misinformation on uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it may be? There may be After misinformation, but there's, also, but there's got, also information, too. Got, yeah, but not everybody's as... A normal, there's a lot of weak-minded people out there who believe that the, the moon's made of cheese. And there are, and there's no getting around that. And there are, and we've seen it. COVID, everything. You name it, there's people who think foreign, foreign people are getting off boats and getting houses, cars, and being living a life of luxury. But, so, a lot, but hang on, a lot of the false information around COVID came from the mainstream media. It didn't come from social media. It, no, was, it was exaggerated no, on social media. Be honest, hang on, what what... What the, the the 
Russian interference in the US government or in Brexit alone and the Trump. Right? See, it's whether you want some Joe Bloggs thinks he's a scientist and fuck all. Sorry for, sorry, F all. Sorry for swearing. F all going on some rant on Facebook and, and people sharing it. Or do you want, we just live in, rather live in ignorance by the government not actually telling you everything they know but giving you a bit of drip feeds. But that's, well, that's, the question. Well, that's the question I'm asking tonight. Who would you prefer to be lied to by? Because by the very nature of the fact that people are politicians and politicians themselves have openly admitted, including on 6-1 News, we had a very famous politician in Ireland who openly admit politicians lie, that's what they do. Uh, they make false promises, etc., etc. So they make That's how politicians have always operated. Uh, we never had the technology we had 30 years ago. Okay, but yeah, so who do you prefer? Well, okay, but then who do you prefer to be lied to by? The government or, or social media? Well, the government are here supposedly to protect and run our country, and they need the information. I don't see why tech needs all the information, access to your phone, advertisement, advertisement, and money. And, and, Aber- and, sorry, sorry for going across now. Advertisement and money. Like, That's why social media wants you. Because they want to bombard you. They will have exactly. pick up algorithms. And they will exactly. just speck and funnel you with ads and shite. If you're in one rabbit hole, yeah, Trust me, you're not getting out of it. They'll drag you deeper yeah, and deeper and deeper it. into it. And that's yeah, what and, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Jason. Um, social media companies make billions every year from advertising and targeting you with ads. And we've spoken to security experts on the air who said, yes, sometimes uh, you know, Alexa or your phone or whatever it is, they're listening to you. There's no doubt about it because they're targeting you with advertising uh, by location, uh, by your likes and dislikes. But here's the other thing. You know, we've seen on numerous occasions, and I'll say this to both of you, social media, the freedom that people have to post stuff on social media. We've seen politicians being outed for wrongdoings. We've seen business people being outed for wrongdoings, all because of what is being said and what the, and the exposés on social media. No, so, so, it's, so it's equally as important, is it not? Sorry, Niall. They will not lose everything. Sorry, sorry, sorry for coming across you, pal. They will not lose it. These politicians will not lose everything, okay? But these false advertisements going out on social media, these false web web web, web pages. You, you've heard the second the ads on. I lost one hundred and fifty thousand through a romance scam. It was the bank's fault. They didn't protect me. The government come along and say, "Oh, the banks are wrong. We're building no relegation. This, that, and you know." And who's who's actually in charge of our banks? One of the ex-politicians who ruined the second country. Okay, sorry, Kevin, you want to say something? No, I, I, I lost the point there. Yeah. But, um, you can, oh yeah, no, the point was, you can vote the government out. We, we have a choice. We go to a ballot and we, we sign it, we tick a box. Mm. We can choose. You can't, you can't vote Facebook out. Yes, you can. Leader, you yes, you can. Our, no, you can't. Of course you can. Well, no, Why no. can't you? Well, if you're so... Stop using it. So, so no, 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 no. Hold on yeah, a second. No, no, that's, that's a daft comment. Of course you can vote social media companies out. If people decided not to use Facebook tomorrow, they just don't use it. You're voluntarily using it. Nobody's forcing you to yeah, use it. Yeah, exactly. And how many people are addicted to it? How many people but that, are but addicted that's not, to it? Can, but that's, that's, not, that's their fault. But that's their own Facebook, fault. Twitter, you name it. Yeah. Uh, every time you go on to uh, cookies, you know, accept all that. Tech, look. Tech didn't exist 30 years ago. At the end of the day, they know more information than the government knows about anything. They know more than any government knows about anybody. It's all stored somewhere in a warehouse in it's the middle of nowhere. It's stored by Amazon, right? by the way. So yeah. the government are not going to tell you everything because they're trying to protect mm. themselves and also not scaremonger the general public. Um, let me go to Derry-Ann. Derry-Ann, how are you doing? Yeah, no, good, Now, Listen, um, 
Now, I, I just want to say to you, you go back a number of years because you've been listening to me chatting to you. I spoke 30 years ago, maybe not in your station, but I spoke this publicly about we were heading towards a cashless society and I was called, what was I called, Niall? I don't know, maybe a conspiracy terrorist or something. Yeah, oh no, come here, you called me that. (laughs) Um, Before the COVID thing, I went to my local credit union um, annual, whatever you call it, AGM, and I asked the question as to why, and please stay with me because this is all re- relevant, uh, why they got rid of the, the uh, debit card, which suited me at the time. And, and they were saying, oh, central bank said, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what are you going to do when there's no cash? And they said, oh, that's never going to happen. And here we go. And that, you know, I'm sorry, Niall, Jason makes so much sense. And, um, like, I know you have your thoughts and your ideas. No, I do, I, I do think cash is important, Darianne. I didn't say it wasn't. Uh, no, listen, Niall, it's not that. Uh, uh, and by the way, I'm going to mention them. Revolut. Yep. I've been using them for the last while. Yes, all right. Uh, yeah, and I found them quite good until I had to go and get a new card because the thing was, you know, somebody tried to scam me. Got my new card, went into a garage to change my password. And when I was trying to do it, they said, oh, no, we're shutting down your card. You can't do it. And I have 200 euro cash with my Revolut and they will not communicate with me. They are when I go in to try to get it, they take a picture of my face. They say, sorry, we don't recognize your face. Now, hello. <laughs> they have that from, yeah, well, this is what I mean. So mm. I'm, no, and I'm really annoyed with that because that's 200 of my euro, and I'm not going to give up with them, by the way. If okay, I, 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 we could go on about that, and, and I understand the point you're making. I mean, some people might have had a bad experience. I, I'll be honest with you. I've been with Revolut now three, four years, and I've been on the help line on numerous occasions, and I've only had good experiences. So some people may have had yeah, a bad experience. Well, Hold on. Yeah. You get onto the helpline because you can get in and say that your face tells them they know who you are. I can't do that because they're saying they don't know who my face is. Now, that's rubbish. Yeah. So anyway. Well, I don't understand how they, the technology works and how that end of it works, but I know obviously you can't ring anybody because there's nobody I to ring. But, but in saying that, most no, banks now you can't ring anybody. But no, you can't. But yeah. now, but I'll get on to the central. Bank. Okay, no, okay, I, we're, we're talking about banking here, and that's not really the topic tonight. The topic tonight, Jason just happened to bring up the cashless society, and I agree with both of you. By the way, I don't want to see an end to cash. I think cash is an important part of society for the moment. Certainly, I don't want to see everything going cashless. But I do believe that going cashless and you know transactions online, apps on your phone to pay for things has made life quite no. convenient for people. You agree with that when I'm telling you I couldn't pay for stuff over Christmas with that 200. No, I know, and I'm sorry, Darian, I'm really sorry that happened to you. It shouldn't happen. But all I'm saying is paying for stuff online, Amazon being the, the, no. the obvious example, it has made life very convenient for people. 
you not agree? No, 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 no. no it did, did not make that convenient for me. No, it didn't for you over Christmas, and I get that. And, and I appreciate that how difficult that is. But I'm talking about in a general sense. Online shopping has made no, life convenient. Stop. No, no. Okay, no. are you telling me you don't shop online, Darianne? I don't actually know okay. because well, you're most people, buying. Most in, people do. But no, I don't care what the, most people do. But you're buying into that whole thing of what they, the powers that be, want you to buy into Nile. And you're, you, you know, you're somebody who has a responsibility to stand back and stop telling us that that is okay because it's not okay. Well, it, it's a, well, it might not be okay for you, Darianne, and for some people, but for a lot of people, being able to being able to pay their bills online, being able to pay, you know... Back to Jason and ask him... Okay, but no, Jason's not there at the moment. I'm just saying, for a lot of people in this world, Darianne, being able to buy flights or pay for bills or shop online is extremely convenient. Now, you can't argue with other people's experience. You've had a bad experience. I get that, and I appreciate that. Now, now, now we're back. Can, I, can I go back to the original conversation? Because we're not talking about a cashless society. That is not the topic tonight. But you are. But you are. No, I'm, no, actually, I'm not. I'm talking about disinformation. I'm asking, who do you trust more, the government or the tech companies? Yeah, but you're giving out disinformation tonight by saying that... No, I'm not. That, uh, you are, by saying that it's better to... No, I didn't say... I didn't say it was better. I never used the word better. What I said was a lot of people find it more convenient. It's more convenient. Yeah, but they do, Darianne. Not everybody yeah, has a bad experience. A lot of people have good experiences. It's nothing to do with my bad experience, Niall. It's to do with the fact of how the control of our money is. I, I, by the way, I, I'm not giving out disinformation. I'm telling you the experiences of a lot of people in this world who use online services and they find them convenient in their life. Cash is also a good thing too. I'm not saying it's not. Well, now, now that between you, me and the four walls would be questionable. It would be, what, what would be questionable? That you say that you think cash is okay. Because you're you're actually given in to the powers that be out there. No, I'm not. Who, I've all. Yes, you are. No, I only had a show there recently where I where I had a show about a cashless society, and I talked about the fact that I believe for older people, when we were talking about football matches and things like that, paying in uh, cash should be accepted and should always be accepted. Excuse me. Now you've just said something there. Older people, how dare you? It's nothing to do with older The people. conversation that we had going back about six weeks ago, or maybe it was more, I don't know, we were talking about a man who couldn't pay into a football match, and he was arguing that older people are not as up with the technology. And he wanted to know why he couldn't pay into his local football match. Niall, there was a man recently who was flying. He had to go from Dublin to Lanzarote to some part of Spain. And he couldn't get there because they wouldn't take they wouldn't take his cash. Mm. And I won't go into the story. No, I know. I know a lot of companies won't take cash now. I understand that. And I think that's wrong, by the way. I, I do believe there should be a facility for people to pay with cash if they want to. No, cash is not illegal. You cannot refuse somebody's proper tender. Yes, you can. Legally, you actually can refuse tender. How? Because there is no law states that you must take cash. The law states that if you don't take cash, you must have a sign-up to say that you don't take cash. Legal tender. No, Darianne, unfortunately, I've checked this out already. We had a guy in the air when I used to solicitor talking about it. 
Any shop can refuse to take cash. Any restaurant can refuse to take cash. They just have to have a sign-up saying they refuse to take cash. Now, if there's no sign-up and you sit down to have a meal, for example, and you're halfway through the meal and the waiter comes around and says, I'm sorry, we only take a card and you go, I have cash, they must then accept the cash because the contract has already started. That's the way the law works. Yeah, but when did that law come in, Niall? Well, the law, the, the, the law didn't actually come in. The law was always there. We just didn't have cards as much, I suppose, until the mid-1980s, 1990s, and then it became more applicable. Niall, it could not have been always there because nobody foresaw there would be a cashless society, a world cashless society, by the way. Well, some people and did foresee it at some point. No, no, no. Niall, 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 no. Please get Jason back on that air. Yeah, I don't want... Uh, Jason's already had his say. So, Darianne, getting back to the original question that we're asking about disinformation and the new governing body over media, do you trust them to, to govern media or do you trust the social media companies and the tech giants more than well, them? Well, right now, I don't trust any of you. Oh, OK. All right. No, I don't. No, no. I mean, if you could just listen to yourself now, you'd understand why. Because I said that some people find some people find transactions online convenient. That's not, that's not disinformation. That's a true fact. Of course, it's convenient, but it doesn't mean it works for people. It doesn't work for some people, but it works for a lot of people. Oh my God, Niall! I, I, look, I'm not even going to fight with you. Ah, okay, 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 Darian. Maybe it's best you don't fight with me. Alan, hi. How are you? Stay there, Darian, if you want to. Alan, hi. How are you? Hi. <laughs> how are you? Okay. Alan, do you, by the way, do you use do you use cars or cash? Uh, I use both. I try to use as much cash as I can. Put me on. Put me on. Mm, yeah. But okay. If I if I'm if I'm heading out, um, if I was going to the states, I'd, say I'd use Revolut, or if I was going to match me, okay. I'd use Revolut. Do you find it convenient? Uh, going for a few beers, yes, because it's because of okay. the bank. Okay, that, that's all I was trying to say to Darianne, that yeah. some people find it convenient, some people don't, and that's fine as well. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I appreciate that. Um, sorry, Alan. Okay, getting back to the original question, which was about disinformation. So the government want to regulate, under the new regulator, you know, information which could be incorrect on social media as well as on radio and television. Um, do you... Uh, do you think that's a good thing or do you trust the, the social media companies more? Oh, we've we've lost Alan for some reason. Okay, we'll come back to him in a second. Uh, let me go to Gavin. Gavin, hi, how are you? How's the best looking bloke in media? I don't know, I haven't <laughs> talked to Pat Kenny Lee recently. Was I... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks. Well, I'm getting very frustrated tonight, Jesus. Anyway, what is wrong with you? I don't know. So, Gavin, you know, obviously the government wants to regulate, the Broadcasting Authority used to regulate just radio and television. Now this new governing body wants to regulate radio, television and social media. So somebody has to regulate or do they have to regulate? Well, regulation is needed. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a complex one, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, if you don't have a bit of regulation, there'll be mad stuff going up online, you know, like... like you know, stuff, abuse and stuff like that, you know. I, I, like, I, I've met people that walk in the likes of, say, Facebook, and that's their job, you know. Like, they, they have to delete some stuff that goes up immediately, you know, that way. Yeah. So, before it gets online. So, yeah. you know, there has to be somebody. Yeah, somebody goes on and goes, born his gaff down. Well, then, you know, you have to yeah, remove yeah, some of that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, you yeah. have to have, because head cases are going to be head cases, Noel, you know what I mean? And, and, and some people are sick and they say sick stuff. And that, like, so you have to have some, like, staff there that, 
Well, the well then, do you, you trust the mean? do you trust the government then to say to these regulate regulatory bar or these companies if we if you don't remove that stuff we're going to fine you twenty million every time? Well, now, but see, because that could mean that could mean that you know they you might put something up online and they don't agree with it and think it's misinformation rather than yeah, just yeah no that's the problem yeah no that's the problem so no the government shouldn't be involved like the government in Ireland are just a joke and they can't do anything right. Um, and that's the truth, like, you know, when you look at the health care, you look across the border and everything, and I want to talk about that, but, you know, in general, they're the shambles at what everything they get involved in, unfortunately. But that does have to be a, a regulation in it. But uh, I, I think that they are doing a job, but some stuff mm-hmm. gets up and then it shouldn't be up, so they should, something no. extreme should be tucked down. Yes, yeah, yeah, sorry, Darianne. Can I just say something? This new body that has come in... Commission them, commission them on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, commission them on. Oh, my God. And the other one has gone out the door. Now, did I hear you saying that it is, it's the government that brought that in? Well, of course, yeah, it's a government so, regulatory body, body. Yeah, so we have the government regulating what goes out online, what goes out with them. I'm sorry, it just doesn't add up. But the government have been regulating what goes out on radio and television for the last 40 years. No, 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 Niall. They Niall. have. We, they, have they, we, yeah, sure. But if they want to go on to online, face our platforms, they have to have an independent body to regulate them, not the government. Well, well, they are kind of an independent body who are appointed by the state. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, oh okay. my God. You're so naive. I'm, I'm not naive. I'm just giving you the information and then it's up to you to decide whether you think it's a bad idea. You think that... that I, do, I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm just giving you the information. Yeah, that's fine. But that new body that's coming in... <coughs> sorry is under our government, who nobody trusts. They say they all tell lies. And yet we're saying, great, they're going to regulate us. Okay, well, sorry, getting... Okay, that's fine. Getting back to Gavin again. Sorry, Gavin, continue. No, I just want to ask you, right? First of all, is this the regulation fella that... I, I can't think of your man's name, but he worked for China. Is this this fella? And well, he's regulating what goes on. I, I can't think of a was that he's coming over here to... Put, do, like, can't, like, he's in charge of... I don't, no, I don't think so. No, the, the regulator, the new regulation for Commissioner Mon is a woman. I'm not too sure if I can't remember her name off the top of my head now. But she's a woman. Uh, she was only appointed there in July. So I, I, I don't think that's the same person that you're talking about. But I, I, I don't, like, you know, the government, I just don't, I find everything they get involved in, they just make a shambles of. Mm. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, they regulate things to suit themselves. So, like, you know, it's like the NGO sector, you know, which is, if you don't agree, they want everything to agree with them. I, I believe that companies in general have an obligation themselves. Like, you know, you take Twitter, Facebook, and all that, which they do, have an obligation to have staff to say, okay, that's, like, you know, but... but and do you think they're doing... Do you think, do you think Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok are doing a good job at regulating themselves? Well, oh, you know, they are blocking stuff, but there's some stuff that gets on that should You know, like that we all know that the bit too extreme, you know, and uh, you, 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 as you said, like, st- stuff that you said a minute ago, some, some clowns saying, do this, and it gets up, and it shouldn't have got up in the first place. So, mm. so uh, as I said, if there were staff there looking at things, but as you said, you have to have a lot of people to do it, because someone, if, if you don't agree with someone's narrative, you just won't let that message get up. 
Yeah, but and, and that, that's that's wrong. You know, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Who decides when you? Okay, I think we all understand what incitement to hatred means, right, or, or incitement to violence. But when somebody puts some information which is considered by the government to be disinformation, which is basically means a lie, who decides it's a lie? That that's the problem well, we have, it, isn't it? And 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 it is. I agree with you because that the, the problem is is it's their version that they say it's misinformation, well, saying, but they yeah. get caught out telling lies. Yeah, yeah. So, one man's truth is another man's lie. The government <laughs> are not exactly. So the government are not the right people to be regulating it. Okay, well, so we'll stay there. Let me go back to Alan because I lost Alan. Stay there, Gavin. I lost Alan just as he came on there. Sorry, Alan. Are you back again? I am indeed. Okay, Alan, I've now only got six minutes, or five minutes actually. So if you can, well, I'll get you back after the break if you want to, but go on, continue what you want to say. Uh, no, we were talking about money there before I got cut off. So, um, uh, no, look, I'd agree with what, what I think Gavin was saying, right? The government are not the right people to be, to be trying to clamp down on free speech or what's been said, right? They should have no involvement whatsoever. They need to be kept away from it. Mm-hmm. Because where they get involved, where they get involved, it, it'll always lean to benefit the government and what they're trying to do. And we're seeing that with, with politicians coming out and how our media is to a degree controlled and how our journalists are controlled. Yes, companies have an obligation, right? And in fairness, one of the biggest problems in Twitter was it was a lefty leaning. It was. It was left leaning. Of course, it was. Yes. And and they were they were literally stopping debate about anything. Especially around COVID, especially around elections, where maybe abortion in this country as well. You can't have that. So I think these companies need people in there to look at this content, but those people need to be reviewed themselves who's looking at that content. So there has to be a couple of layers there, but I think the politicians need to be kept as far away from this stuff as possible. Because the biggest people for disinformation are, are the politicians themselves. Like we have this, this government signing people in this country up to a European, European ID without actually asking the people or putting it to the people. But it's, again, it's not something that's not being discussed in this country. But their their argument is that they'd say, well, you elected us to make decisions on your behalf, so we shouldn't have to keep asking you. I'm just telling you what they'd say. Yeah, but well, that's fair enough. But like, I didn't consent to, to a digital ID or, or my data being stored in a database somewhere in Europe. Mm. And I didn't agree to that at all. Nor have I been asked about it. Nor do I, if I don't want a European digital ID. Well, we've the Irish, allegedly, the Irish, Council, the Irish Council of Civil Liberties, that's supposed to be their job. You know, they're paid to do that, to give out about things like that, but you don't hear very much of them. No, again, because predominantly they, they go with what government tells them to do. And, and that's the problem here. The government have too much, too much control. Our problem is, like, we, we're a small country, right? So we don't have enough media outlets uh, to go after, to have different opinions. They all follow the same playbook. Mm-hmm. And again, when you've got certain, you look at, I won't mention that people own certain radio stations, right, but there's one crowd there that own eight or nine or ten different radio stations. And if you listen to them throughout the day, their news is exactly the same. Their content is roughly exactly the same. That has an impact on what people actually think. And for me, that shouldn't be allowed in a country of this size. Because you are influenced by what people think. Well, when I when I started at radio first, you know that wasn't allowed. The broadcast authority or the IRTC, as they were called at the time, they didn't allow that. Um, you know there was a, there was competition rules that you know people weren't allowed to own yeah. more than one radio station or two radio stations for that very reason that you just said. But those rules changed over the years, and the reason they changed was because um, obviously a lot of radio stations found themselves in financial trouble because, you know, radio isn't as lucrative a business as it used to be back, you know, 20 years ago. And um, big groups came in and bought up all the radio stations because unfortunately they weren't, they weren't making as much money. So you got yeah, so mainly, mainly UK companies. Yeah, I think that biggest one, I think it's, it's either, uh, nine or ten stations and you probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking about Bear Radio. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think about nine or ten stations they own. Yeah. I and if know. you do ever get a chance to listen, click across their stations, it's exactly the same thing that's happened across the country. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.